Hey guys, this is the Fist of Fail podcast crew. This is Will, Zero, and Mark again. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I had beer in my mouth, so I oh, okay. shouldn't have said hello. Um, I don't know. Yeah. to you too. Hello. Yeah. Uh, today's a little special occasion because uh, we have our wine brought out for today's fancy. episode. We're, yeah, we're all fancy today because we're talking about a fancy movie. Because we, when you think of kung fu movies, you think real fancy. Yeah. Right, but we're talking about a real fancy movie today. Ooh, is it the what? tuxedo? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what the rule is for tonight? What? If you say fancy, you're drinking. Well, okay, before we even start about with the rules, uh, today's episode will be about the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Very, very influential film that inspired the Wu-Tang Clan. And we've never covered a Shaw Brothers era movie before. Eventually going to happen is we're going to complain about the pacing of fight scenes. And that's very unfair. It would be an injustice to the movie or that movies of that era. So I mean, we can we, you complain can, about it. You I mean, can totally complain about yeah, it. You yeah. just got to drink. I mean, I think that's, that's well, fair. That's a fair thing to do. So it's not, it's not really a complaint for me. It's mm-hmm. more so like... I've seen mostly modern martial arts films, mm-hmm. so I th- so I'll just say like I've never seen this film before, mm-hmm. so I understand that the pacing is slower because of, this is specific to the time period. This right. is just how they were choreographed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to complain like oh like I don't like it because of the pacing. I'm just going to point it out. Okay, pointing yeah. it out. If you're going to point it out and it sounds negative, how about that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, I, I mean, I think, like, I think all of us are guilty of that in one way or yeah, another. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have too much negative to say. It's, it's mainly just me pointing the things out that don't work for me. Blah, 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 blah. I, right. like, the, I like the slow pace, for sure. Uh, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, well, well, we'll get to that yeah, when we yeah, talk no, about it. I know, it, but, but yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. But I don't want to start this off with a negative note. I, I love no. this movie. Uh, it's zero, you said this is your first time watching this movie, this so I'm very impressed. Uh, very, I'm sorry, very curious about your impressions of it yeah i uh i liked it uh will will and i uh talk a lot about how um you know with certain movies it can be probably difficult to go backwards Mm -hmm. if you're used to watching modern versions like if you watch a modern sci-fi film that has very very updated special effects right and you go to a older one where it might be might have been influential at the time but if you look at it now you're like oh i see the wires or like oh i don't like that they used um models instead of cgi yeah you know it could take you out of it so yeah. i was very worried because the same i think applies with martial arts films mark did have, have you've seen this before before we uh, it's this, right? been forever but you have seen this i have but it's been such a long time that um was it kind of like a brand new experience almost uh new i remembered a lot of it but um it's just a new perspective when mm-hmm. you're watching it maybe like over a decade later mm. You're talking about a movie that was very influential to a lot of youths back in the 70s. Um, but in terms of the actual story, the, the, the filmmaking itself, it's kind of uh, unique uh, for a movie of that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I can't really attest to that because I haven't seen too many of these movies, so mm-hmm. I'll have to take your word for okay. it. But it, feel, it feels special. It yeah. Really, it really yeah. does. Yeah. At the time, you were you go into a movie, and we're talking about move, uh, the moviegoers back in like Hong Kong in the late 70s. You go into a movie, you think of like 
a good-looking actor or someone, at least people with hair. There's, there's no one, like, no, this no, movie no. is, like, that, 90% that, no That's hair. an understatement. People with hair. That's the most fucking <laughs> subtle so understatement. Like, so, like, were the, like, the top-grossing films in Hong Kong, like, featuring, like, the hairiest men? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was mentioning that to Will. I was like, is that wig glued on? I, I couldn't always tell sometimes it was fake hair or not. I was focusing on, like, mustaches, especially. <laughs> and, like, like, the eyebrows. Yes. Yeah, I love the eyebrows. Let's just jump right into the movie. I think uh, this is going to be special because this movie really isn't... Yes, there's fight scenes in it. You know, you can't have a kung fu movie without fight scenes in it, but uh, I think our attention is going to be drawn more towards uh, other aspects of the movie, which I think are more important than talking about the fight scenes. Well, can we just say something even before that? Sure. The yeah. opening title sequence? Oh, okay. Features, sure. uh, oh, I guess we... Yeah, okay. yeah it Sorry. features uh, Gordon Liu. Um, he's doing just kind of... Um, you know, kung fu martial arts moves, mm-hmm. like, for the camera, almost, right. you know, just showing off, like, not not katas, I don't know what you would call them, but he's doing, like, uh, forms, mm-hmm. and, forms. And, and techniques, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things I thought was interesting is um, it opens up, and he has those, um, like, metallic rings right. around his wrists, mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh, one thing I'll, I'll say is, because I haven't seen this, when I was watching it, I was thinking of current movies that have reminded oh, me. Oh, I of. thought you were gonna say Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, the 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 metal rings around his wrist, it reminded me of the character Dalsum. from <laughs> from Steven Steven Cho's Kung Fu Hustle. And uh, I was a little disappointed because uh, so he's doing the forms with these rings and it doesn't come into play later in the movie because I you know, I thought that was kinda interesting. Yeah. But uh, you pointed out to me that mm-hmm these sort of intros with Shaw Brothers movies. Every martial arts movie at the time starts with that kind of intro, you know? I'd like to point out that Shaw Brothers movies or Kung Fu movies of that era in general, you can think of them more like as stage plays rather than movies. You ever look at the certain scenes, like death scenes especially, and they, they overact? Oh, they're, oh, they're over because that. It's, it's yeah, very yeah. much well, like I theatrical. Well, I mean, you did that in the theater because you needed to make sure people in the back yeah. could see somebody dying. Yeah, and it... it yeah. You don't really need that for the camp, you know, for, for someone's television. <laughs> right, right. I mean, ugh, Hong Kong cinema is still kind of like that to this day, <laughs> unfortunately. Definitely stems from Peking Opera, which is where this all starts with. Mm-hmm. Uh, older Kung Fu films, like, they're, they've, they're kind of falling into parody sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of worried going into this that, like, mm-hmm. I would think it was maybe cheesy right. or, or low budget. But mm-hmm. uh, no, like, the, this definitely has a good quality to yeah. it. Yeah, but I think that's also because when you're thinking about parody it's because uh it happened so long ago and then it had right. so many films in the meantime exactly. that actually parody it exactly yes, and then yes. you're just so desensitized to that whole right. fact and right now like, it's uh, become like when something's been in play for so long mm-hmm. it either becomes parody or convention right. back then it was it was the convention you know it was yeah. the standard um I, I think what helped for me too is i did not watch the dub I watched the original <laughs> Canto. Yeah, I was worried if I watched the dub, I might not have been able to take it as seriously. There's because, a period of adjustment. Because, the, it. you know, uh, I mean, we were watching a little bit before you, you showed me the dub. And yeah, some of those voices do not <laughs> do not work well <laughs> with those characters. So one thing I want to say is that uh, this is the post, this is a post Bruce Lee era movie. And you would think that after Bruce Lee, there would be a standard of martial arts that would immediately pivot towards. But, you know, this is still in that 
style of uh, old, uh, older Shaw Brothers movies. But, you know, it, it's definitely still a turning point when it comes to um, martial arts movies in general. Because every martial arts movie before that was there's a love interest. It's all about brotherhood. It's, all, it's not as mainstream as other movies of its, of its time. But anyways, let's actually talk about the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> the first fight scene involves uh, this random guy that they, it was like he's, he's like an, sort of hitman. He's rebel, like an assassin, maybe I think. a rebel, a rebel assassin. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's like a mercenary Versus or some sort. The general ish. Yeah, he ambushes the general, which is a terrible plan because <laughs> it's just him versus like the general like, and fifty men. To well, be fair, his goal was to assassinate him, but he got played. Mm-hmm. The rebel got played mm-hmm. because he was going to assassinate Right, him. maybe he, he knew he was going to die anyway. Because he jumps off the roof and kind of, you know, smashes the, the carriage that's supposedly mm-hmm. carrying the general. And maybe right. he was like, well, I did my job. Now, right. like, maybe I can die now. But, like, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I, I never understood why that was, like, an acceptable thing. Just like, okay, I've completed my mission now. Time to die. It's like, uh, <laughs> right. kind of a fucking waste. <laughs> the general takes him down. Uh, very easily, actually, but to the point where it's kind of funny. <laughs> I like uh, I like a lot of the choreography yeah. in this movie a lot, uh, and I like a lot of how it's shot and edited together. Mm-hmm. Like everything you can clearly see, but I think uh, because of its time period, I didn't like uh, some of the speed at which the choreography happens. At sure, uh, if when I was watching it, I kept on thinking of a metronome almost. Yeah. Because uh, as much as, as, as nice as it is that you can clearly see all the moves, mm-hmm. you know, things are shot in a way that you know exactly what's happening. Uh, because I'm used to more current martial arts movies, like the pacing, unfortunately, feels like a little slow to me, and it feels a little even. Right, right. I, I think that's for safety measures, and also just to... I, w- I was thinking of that, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. like, in order to protect them with these web you know with with the with the choreography like they had to make sure they they were just on like a time a right time. right right it's like boom boom mm-hmm. boom just mm-hmm. making sure they hit their cues right right and but i mean this fight scene alone i there's mm, there's nothing much to say about it because it's just kind of set up the story itself yeah. right oh well it's okay there's some mm-hmm. there's some cool things happening in here for me when i was looking back at it mm-hmm. i like that he has this kind of big heavier axe mm-hmm. and it seems like he is almost winning the fight um, because his weapon seems a little more powerful. Mm-hmm. The general was a better martial artist, yes. so eventually he gets the upper hand on him. So much better that he can just use one hand. <laughs> well, what happens is he ends up kind of cutting mm-hmm. the other guy's, uh, mm-hmm. one of the other guy's arms, and he drops, you know, he drops the axe, and he's like, "Oh, like you said, I right. can beat you with one hand now." Yeah, and then it, he's then he does literally just start fighting. With how one can hand. you be honorable and a dick at the same time? <laughs> by having this guy proves it by having fifty guys behind you wearing the person <laughs> down until you literally get your arm That's true. cut, so you, and then be a dick by saying, "Oh, well, I'll only fight with right. one hand." Well, they they only come in at <laughs> one point, like towards the end to wear him down. And... Uh, the way that he kills him is, I think, kind of funny. <laughs> uh, he's he kind of sta- not stab. He like s- deeply slices. Yeah, him he in the slices stomach, him. Yeah, he slices stomach. him in the stomach. It, it's a lot of Shaw Brothers movies. Shaw Brothers movies at the time do that. Well, you know mm-hmm. what it is like because I think it's mm-hmm. not easy to. I mean, maybe back in the day, it wasn't easy to literally um, penetrate right to go, to have it go through and make it somewhat realistic. So right. have that kind of like deep cut with the broad end of the sword is probably like a little more believable right especially when you're getting a wide shot because in Mm -hmm. that scene when he gets stabbed or Mm -hmm. cut let's say it zooms out really quick and then you can't like necessarily see the blood so you don't have to add the Mm -hmm. um 
the blood effects and then um it's more believable but then when he's jumping like six feet away as he's falling it's kind of fucking weird well, well that's when it uh, yeah. comes like theatrical, comedic yeah, yeah, yeah almost yeah. comedic <laughs> and then, well, well then it becomes even funnier because as he's stumbling around and falls we get that hard cut yes to the next scene when it's in the to school. my favorite dub <laughs> squeaky voice female student just mm-hmm. yelling oh, she's like, like she's like the teacher's assistant i think yeah like right. telling everybody to like shut up because the teacher's coming well okay so the teacher knew the mercenary who by the way uh, if you can't tell he died <laughs> he's part of the rebel cause so he's obviously upset by this news and all the students in the room including which includes gordon Liu. They are, you know, like they're inquiring about, you know, the the murder, I guess. The, obviously, this movie's based loosely based off of historical events. Um, but the Manchurian government, who, who are the, you know, the um, uh, the bad guys in this movie, the oppressors, uh, the oppressors, exactly. But this kind of like like starts a fire under all these young yeah. these young impressionable minds. So right. they want to help out the resistance. You yeah. start thinking about government and politics, and before you know it, they start questioning, and they get more involved with their teacher, and they start doing very sneaky espionage like things mm-hmm. with the teacher. Yeah. And that's when, um, let's call it, the Manchurian government comes in, the general comes back, and he starts... Uh, well, they just start cracking down. Cracking down hardcore, yeah. and ends up killing fucking the main uh, Gordon Liu's father, yeah. uh-huh. which... Uh, <laughs> well, basically his family. Yes. Uh, don't ever, you like the way they killed Literally, him? like, half the population of the town. Don't you like the way he killed him? He, he, he literally just does, like, a <laughs> chest pump. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. so like the father, uh, they they go to the father's uh, dried fish store. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we found out like um, things are being delivered by the students. So they start kind of tearing up the store because they know the father's son is one of the students. Yep. And yeah, it's so the, the abalone. <laughs> right, right. I love abalone. Gordon Liu's character unfortunately stumbles across, and they you know tell him to run, and right. in an attempt to save him. He gets chest pumped. <laughs> chest pumped. <laughs> Maybe because he's an older gentleman, he, right. he <laughs> dies on he dies on impact. Right. So Gordon Liu, he goes on the run with one survivor who's also uh, part of the rebellion, who the recently joined rebellion. They decide to go to Shaolin, so to learn kung fu. Both of them, but um, because um, just just to just to reiterate, uh, they want to learn kung fu because they feel that if they knew martial arts, they could defend themselves. Right. Again, part of history is that the Man- Manchus, when they came into power, they destroyed all the books mm-hmm. and killed anyone who knew any semblance of martial arts. Oh, okay. And the only way that, that martial arts survived in China was through Shaolin. Shaolin is actually mm-hmm. harboring a lot yeah. of the martial arts in secret. Yeah, and in this movie, I don't know the, the history mm-hmm. context, but mm-hmm. in the movie, they say that uh, the Shaolin monks stay out of otherworldly, you know, affairs. Yes. Like, they're yes. apolitical. They're, right, they're, right. They're, exactly. they're Sweden. And right. people well, don't touch them, um, like, <laughs> the government, because... <laughs> Sweden? You mean Switzerland? Oh, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're Sweden. <laughs> Germany, right? Germany is the most peaceful country. Yeah, they're Germany. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, um, because Shaolin, not only are they uh, strong because they condition themselves um, in the body and mind, but they also um, are monks. They have a kind of almost religious protection over them. Mm-hmm. And also because you're like, like no one would have thought, oh, Shaolin's harboring right. or teaching people how to do martial arts. It's like the, that's the history. It's like the West. That, that, well, that's interesting because that kind of comes into play mm-hmm. when he begins learning martial arts mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what he's teaching him 
you're like, how does that apply to Marsha? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you summed it up perfect, yeah, right? And, and because, uh, you know, I saw this movie later, like, I, I kept on thinking, oh, well, karate, you know, kind of like Karate Kid. Right. Where he's showing, you <laughs> no, know, simple, it literally is. simple house, you know, household cleaning chores, but oh, it actually can yeah, be a plot. Yeah. It has applications. Wax yeah. off, wax on, Mendelssohn. <laughs> so, uh, Gordon Liu is on the run with his friend, and they're both going to go to Shaolin. And they get ambushed. Gordon Liu's care, uh, friend uh, kind of sacrifices himself to get let Gordon Liu escape. Right. Um, but he's got I, some leg gash. Yeah. I guess yeah. he got sliced in the leg. Yeah, yes. That doesn't, yes. Not, right. that matters. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, obviously he makes his way over the Shaolin, uh, to the Shaolin Temple. But, um, but he's in a coma when he comes yeah. from, from, <laughs> this, from this leg slice. Right. So, the, so the leg gash actually happened so quick you can actually miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did miss it the first it, time. It's as he's getting away on horseback, um, he gets hit with the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and he has red corn syrup all over him. Um, you know, <laughs> yep, it's... Corn uh, flakes. Yeah, st- standard, you know, procedure. Um... And then he's asking about the monastery, about uh, the Shaolin and all of this. And he's like, I can't help you. But then he's like, wait, 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 I got an idea. And he's like, hide in the bok choy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm just sure. like, yes. Oh, those poor monks that had to carry <laughs> the extra 150 pounds <laughs> worth of groceries in their carriage. Yeah, they're it's like, so heavy. It's a little heavy. It's like, no, don't worry, we're going to eat plenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he makes it there. But uh, before we even get to that, uh, the, the thing I was trying to get to before and what I wanted to talk about was um, uh, Riza was talking about how influential this whole movie was. And he kept on talking about Rizzo how... of the Wu-Tang Clan. Of, of the Wu-Tang Clan, yeah. Uh, he kept on talking about uh, how influential it is and, and uh, specifically about how, like, obviously, like, uh, young black youths in America, you know, they feel very oppressed. I mean, like, even to this day, unfortunately... Um, but you know, like, especially growing up in the seventies, he feels like, uh, this is, there's like a power fantasy in this movie is like, you know, a rebel. That's like interesting. A, I didn't think of it. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense when you, it's the yeah, Superman. When you, right. You know, yeah. like you, you put yourself like the, the main character is a surrogate for, you know, uh, for, well, for uh, anyone for, oppressed. For yeah, exactly. Really. Like, it's the hero archetype that never seems to fail. It's uh, universal and nobody really. Right. Yeah. Right. So you can see that throughout the whole movie. But one thing he mentioned about this specific scene, when the friend sacrifices himself, for for Gordon Liu was that uh, the friend is like his brother like his actual brother is like he's willing to die for him mm. uh, and I thought that was kind of kind of neat I'm like oh wow that's a very I didn't realize that he had such an impact on someone like that and I was like oh that's that's a very powerful message in the context of the whole film mm-hmm. it happened relatively incredibly quick yeah, um, yeah but, but it had resonated but it hits home yeah, yeah. better because if you draw it out mm-hmm. If you play stupid fucking music, <laughs> if you do all of that, well, it, it hits in a different way, and it just seems like pandering. Well, yeah, I was pretty upset we didn't get the theatrical death of him, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stammering around before falling flat on the... Falling on the 40 sands. feet away. That's on, <laughs> that's on the Blu-ray, okay? Yeah. <laughs> One of you take this, because uh, this, this part's a little hazy to me, even though... I just watched it, like, uh, what, this I, morning? I just remember bok choy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets a little hazy on the specifics, mm. but... Um, well, we can just fast-forward, because none of that's really too consequential. Well, it's funny. There is a fast-forward when mm-hmm. he's at the monastery, because what ends up happening is they do accept mm-hmm. him, 
and it kind it literally fast forwards a year because he's he, he's speaking to another monk. Mm-hmm. He is now oh, and and he is now a shaved head. Mm-hmm. You know, look, you right. know, in the, in, in. The, yeah. in the in the garments of the Shaolin monks. Uh, he he reveals to the one of the elder monks. Oh, I've been here for a year. I want to learn kung fu. Right. I don't see anything, or you know, right. I don't see any resemblance of this. But he was healing the whole time because he was injured for such a long time. Oh, you know, that's a fair point. I never thought about that. Right. I just thought well, he was just no, he was like, no, no, he was no, just no. Too he wasn't shy just, to ask. No, no, no. He wasn't <laughs> just like hanging out because he must have been like recovering for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. He approaches the head abbot. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, I'll let you basically stay and train, but what do you want to train first? Like, he gives him the option. Right. He's like, I'll do the 35th. I'll do the top, yes. top chamber. Mm-hmm. Because of the atrocities of what happened to his family. He's right, like, he's right. like, I just need to go hard. I, I need to... Go you know, hard or go home. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I need to do the hardest level now and get it over with and, and hopefully go yeah. back and do something. Yeah, like, it's very non-assuming because he goes there, it's just a bunch of people right. just sitting there. Oh, disclaimer, this is where we start our actual uh, montage sequence. Uh-huh. This is a whole hour of montage, well, okay. which is fine. Well, it's, it's interesting because uh, it is a montage, but it's not. Because a montage is showing a oh, I'm sorry, long, yeah, you're right, a you're long right. passage of in time a short, in a short. Yeah, I, in a short okay, period. I'm sorry. I mean, this, training is, this is the complete opposite yeah. of a montage. Well, this is what happens when you show exactly what happens. In a yeah, montage. yeah, yeah. Because because it, like, like you said, it's an hour long. Right. But I I actually really really like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely this, the this highlight of the movie because. Uh, because it's like an hour long. Yeah, it is the fine. fucking movie. Yeah. But that's fine. This <laughs> is because the best part of the well, movie. Well, because it's so interesting. Like yeah. the way it's shot and the way it's the information is mm-hmm. slowly fed to us. Like right. you yeah. can't help but not like look away because you're like, okay, well, what happens next? Yeah. What yeah. happens next? What happens next? Mm-hmm. And then they they keep on they feed it to you slowly mm-hmm. and they give you the information. Mm-hmm. And then once you the viewer gets it, that's when things you know like. That's when it get things get a little faster. Right. But right. at that point, you're like really invested, and you're like, yeah. okay, what's next? What's yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His initial stages were like, oh wow, this is obviously overwhelming for him. But like, obviously, he, you know, not to say that. I mean, he is a prodigy, but like, like once he gets yes. into rhythm of things, he's like, wow, he's really getting it. Unlike the third movie of the series, where it's like, okay, uh, uh, jumping ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But hey, like, hey, did no. you just skip the second movie? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the second movie. Are you saying again. the second movie doesn't exist? The third one doesn't exist either, but right. let's just say that <laughs> theoretically a third one exists. Uh, Disciples of 36. Um, yes. it, it's, it fails in that regard because uh, it tries to do exactly what this movie's doing, but the main character is just an expert at everything. He doesn't have to learn anything, which is why you like this character from mm-hmm. this first movie, Gordon Liu's character, yeah. because he actually, there's periods of time where he, he doesn't, he's not capable, but yeah. he learns to be <clears throat> capable. And you we'll know? do a review on that in 2025 no, when we it's are the never, anniversary of the movie. We're never touching <laughs> Disciples. Well, Fuck that movie. Well, if we're still doing this in 2025, I'm sure we'll eventually run out of movies to do and we're gonna... We're gonna I be- actually highly doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do rom-coms next. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, Love Actually? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No. So uh, the first one he goes to is the 35th chamber. Wow. We could bring this back around. He goes to the 35th chamber, and there's no kung fu happening there. It's just a bunch of monks just... Drumming away. Yeah, drumming away, uh, um, you know, reciting uh, 
passages from Buddhist uh, script. The the abbot, the head abbot. Well, he, he, he key um, blasts him. He, like, literally, he just like out. He and force pushes him. <laughs> like, I'm an airbender. Well, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's he, literally what it yeah, is. Yeah, he airbends him. He, so he looks like the fucking master airbender in the last Avatar. This, so this is one of the probably one of the only or one of the few cases where we have like a fantastical like non-grounded sort of kung fu element in the movie yes mm -hmm. because i've never seen this movie before mm -hmm. when i saw that i immediately thought oh okay mm -hmm. we're gonna have like maybe like wire foo right or something like people like kind of mm -hmm. floating so yes. the fact that this, this is the only time it happened i was i was kind of waiting for more of it Mm -hmm. In the movie, and right. it never, never does. But yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised with the uh, how grounded, like a lot of the fights were, with the exception right. of that that one move. So right. uh, I was surprised that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think the only time I really saw wires was when the assassin jumps down from the building, and mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's probably like a few assists here and there, but I didn't see anybody like really flying across the screen, you know, right. which, which is where you really need the wires. For. Right, right. It, it, you know, there are other Shaw Brothers movies, I think, of at the time where people are literally dangling by their feet sideways, 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, believe there are maybe some slight mysticism things going on, although it's not really implied, because uh, when when he goes to the... the not the 35th. What's the, what's the next chamber he goes to? He goes well, down. The 35th is the top chamber. It's not, okay, so he, he literally starts goes in the beginning. Okay, so he does go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay, so he goes to the one, and what we're presented with is uh, there's two entryways into the dining hall. Mm -hmm. There's one where the, the elder monks or the right. abbots, they can just walk in a straight line. But for all the practicing students, there is a moat between the dining hall and the entrance, and there are, like, floating logs mm -hmm. there. And... Before entering the dining hall, you have to jump right. on the floating logs and go right. before you can enter the dining hall. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is where Gordon Liu is first like, what? What's this? And <laughs> this is actually his uh, introduction yeah. to, I guess, like martial, quote unquote, like martial right, arts. Right, right. And it teaches him to be light on his feet. That's real, by the way. Um, oh, yeah? uh, according to Gordon Liu in his interview. Uh, so um, the, the floating logs was real? Yes, he mm. actually had to jump across that. I, in terms of how difficult that was, I can't tell. I'd never tried See, it myself, so, so, so I don't know, but yeah. So like I was mm. mentioning, like uh, when I first saw um, the mm. guy do like the, you know, like the palm push, the mm -hmm. key push, I was like, okay, maybe there's mystery. That was real too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when maybe I saw them jumping real. on the, when I saw them jumping on the logs, I thought, okay, is this supposed to be like them ramping up into it? Right. Because okay. what has, happens next is that, you know, they break the logs mm -hmm. and now they're individual sticks because right. it's a little unbelievable that they can do this portion. Okay. Like, well, the, like well, the bundled right. logs, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. But when it's the, well, the I don't, individual floating sticks. I, I speak Mark, for, Mark knows more about buoyancy than either one of us, so <laughs> go, go ahead. That is fucking true, and I, I was going to segue into this. Um, once it singles up into uh, single sticks mm -hmm. or, or branches, then it becomes much harder. Yes, it definitely is, and they had to probably um, waste more time practicing and make right. sure that mm -hmm. you know they got it right. Absolutely. If you look at it from a very logical point of view, it's you jump from one, not completely one corner. Um, so all, and then as you're bouncing off of that one corner, you jump to the other corner because mm -hmm. it's like a, a ring, it, ricochet wouldn't, effect, wouldn't and then it, it propels sort of like, you to go. 
Oh, I, I would imagine it'd be some sort of seesaw effect if you if you right. Press that's on one what side, I mean. It, it, it I would, mean, it ric- ricochet. I say ricochet, but seesaw effect um, is also a good term mm-hmm. where you step on it one side mm-hmm. and as but you it would jump just off, right? right, the mm-hmm. part that comes up, oh, immediately you jump on ah. that and then it propels you forward because right. that is the higher. Right. Uh, uh, mind you, even in the movie, they don't actually show you in one take that he actually does it. It's all just a bunch of cut, jump yeah. cuts. Since it really was Gordon Liu talking about. Uh, who actually did the performance, uh, this, this little stunt, jumping back and forth. You know, watching it when, you know, first couple times without any sort of context, it, it was like, wow, this looks kind of dangerous. You know, because you imagine, like, you imagine falling onto the other side and you're like, fuck, this is just rock in I front kept, of me. I kept on thinking about his shins. <laughs> I kept thinking about my face into the... Yeah, the, yeah, the teeth on the front. fucking corner. Yeah, yeah. like, we're, we're talking about American history X right Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> teeth on the curb, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but the, um, Gordon Liu, he said, like, his biggest concern was when he capsized underneath the water, his biggest concern was coming come back up and then hitting his head on the logs oh from my experience with buoyancy um the wood <laughs> that sounds fucking it's so funny <laughs> hearing that yeah it really is um oh my you God. think you floated in water a lot <laughs> well you got nothing on this guy <laughs> uh, i'm almost positive that either there was in that um moat there was some kind of um level that the bundles Mm -hmm. sat on right in the middle Mm -hmm. so that if he fell on either side he would be okay but if he fell in the middle he would maybe get hurt Mm -hmm. or there was some kind of bungee cord system that was holding the bundles in place because it wouldn't like rock around it wouldn't rock around Mm -hmm. but if you think about it the bungee cord system also holds it in place so that when you jump from one side like will said the uh seesaw effect it actually slows it down so by the time you get to the other side you can actually get across much easier Mm -hmm. and this is a technology that's actually used in docks in marinas um a bungee cord system that holds docks down to the uh sea floor Mm-hmm. instead of maybe using pilings which are just like kind giant wooden poles. so kind of like to stabilize it right mm-hmm. exactly i see okay. so they don't sway around right, so like right, this right. technology could have been used for this and you can see that example in how much uh the bundles of wood did not move hmm. right but that that's for the bundles of wood when he's actually doing it you know when it's all scattered right around, that's yeah. a different story that's a different story yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. i like the okay i like how practical or how innovative his approach is to get across the the bundle of wood you know he he couldn't, he couldn't do it he could not get across that moat which by the way uh, there's a freaking still a, a, a puddle of like still water i'm sure there's plenty of mosquitoes in there <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about that i was like i don't think anyone's cleaning that water like, oh, there's God. mosquitoes in china no like why is there just a fucking like a, a pond in the middle of a fucking road <laughs> yes that was that was man-made yeah, um, but like uh, him jumping across that is like he couldn't do it. So like in order for him to overcome that, he had to figure out his own way. So he just took a bunch of barrels and he just jumped over that. I thought that was really I, neat. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it was, a cle- lot. it was clever. It was yeah. very clever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, and the nice thing about this whole montage sequence too is, uh, rather than tell us, they literally, literally show us like mm-hmm. how he's kind of thinking and like how yeah. he's overcoming like the os- obstacles of the of the chambers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Again unlike the third movie where the guy's just a fucking asshole <laughs> and then he's just a master at everything. Oh, well, 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 well. 
Okay, okay. Maybe that should be the drinking Relax. rule. Every time I talk Relax. about that fucking movie. Every, every time you complain. <laughs> about third uh, Disciples of Shaolin, which is... Well, six okay. more years and we'll do a review mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Get me off this topic. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, basically, they start all um, trying to jump on single logs and they fail mm-hmm. um, spectacularly <clears throat> the, the loci of the groove. <laughs> <laughs> The big brother. Oh, Christ. Um, Why did I teach you that? Here we go. He shows them that you can skip fucking rocks by throwing plates across the water and that you have to be light on your feet. That is the summary of the story. That is the lesson learned. You are judging that, but come on. (laughs) No, 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 no. I think think there's I just want to wrap it up, but that is basically the idea. The idea becomes Gordon Liu just has to practice, practice, practice. He doesn't sleep anymore. He decides to go in the middle of the night mm-hmm. when he like wakes up in a fear. Let's say that. Um, well, he's like, like he's dreaming about. Yes, because you see his feet. He's kind stressed of doing out. He, well, yeah. he's obsessed in a yeah. good way. Yeah, in, in a good, good way. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he practices over and over, and he fails, which you know obviously he's. You know, which is important. Which is important because it shows that he's like he's not infallible. He just needs to keep practicing. But know? here's the thing: it's all about he, dedication. In one of the initial scenes, um, when he's practicing at night, it al- already shows a progression of his skill and his genius status, mm-hmm. because not only is he run across the log and he literally makes it, the part that he doesn't make is contact with the other side. Yeah, he falls short. He like slips That's on his last step. <laughs> well, it all, but yes, but it also kind of reinforces like. Look at this guy. He's trying very hard. He's almost there. He's almost got it. And um, that's satisfying when he gets yes. to the other side. Yeah. Yes. This first chamber is probably the one that's presented to us like in the longest form. Factor. Right. Right. For yeah. us well, to he's kind a of novice. You know? Yeah. For us to kind of grasp like what's what exactly he's doing, like his kind of thought process and um, how he's gonna overcome these sort of things. Yeah. Because what ends up happening now is as he's going to the next chambers. There's a lot of chambers. Yeah. So um, I don't want yeah, I don't want to go through each Right, one. right. But okay. The easiest way for us to uh get through this is let's just name our favorite obstacle. I actually like this one that that happens literally the next, next one, one mm-hmm. which is him carrying uh barrels of the water, water mm-hmm. which uh, exercises like the traps, the deltoids, the light system door side, like all of these <laughs> fucking major groups. <laughs> You're getting very physical. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry, but but it's hard because basically the monks start climbing a ziggurat and they start dumping barrels of water, but they have to hold it perpendicular yes. to their body. And they have like blades gymnastics, yeah. on their biceps that yeah. if they go lower than a certain point, it stabs them in the yeah, ribs there, and there chest. Are, there are yes. knives that are pointing. Right. Uh, I like, didn't get that at first. Oh, you didn't understand? I thought it was almost like a tourniquet. You're dying anyway. I didn't understand. Well, well, yeah. well I mean, it, it could be lethal if you think about it because right. there are knives on, attached yeah, to their, I, I, their I forearms. I didn't know that's what it was. I thought it was just like a like a some sort of like strap <laughs> right for some reason i didn't know why but then yeah then yeah, that makes yeah. More sense. so if, if they if these these arms uh, if you even lower your arms even a little bit you're gonna stab yourselves in the ribs because that's how you know that's how the blades are nowadays modern bucket is five gallons standard oh you know everything about water don't you yes i do <laughs> these buckets are like 10 gallon buckets easy which is twice the fucking weight oh and right. they're wooden buckets they're wooden yes so yes. the bucket has yes. weight as well <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking Home Depot buckets over here in plastic and shit, yeah. bright orange, and you're dealing with fucking, uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know what they use, the uh, mulberry trees, uh, with the <laughs> fucking, uh, with uh, copper rings, you know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, it's shit's like fucking mm-hmm. 40 pounds on each side, and right. you're like, what the fuck? Climbing and dumping the water, and the you, as he dumps it, you feel like this... Uh, grand alleviation right. from him like oh he's not carrying that anymore yeah like, but he has to so go big. downstairs and, and do and it again, again. Fucking do again. It again. <laughs> things kind of start ramping up mm-hmm. because like we don't spend so much time on the scene like right. Right. it goes like maybe like uh, like maybe if like a minute and then mm-hmm. suddenly yeah. he's got right. the strength now. i would say like each uh chamber all of a sudden becomes a half of its the it, first one it, exactly right. yeah i noticed that gordon liu he looked sunburned because I, I think he was, like, really filming out there for a decent amount of time. And considering that the scene is not that long, I was like, oh, man, he really suffered for his art. Does he look like me? Can you, yeah. Can you, can you no, tell he I got did. a like, I was, Yeah. I was looking at him because there's, there's, like, one shot where he's climbing up and you really see he's kind of reddish. Yeah. I was like, right, right. Man, like, certain parts are red. Certain parts are, like, darker brown. And yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's been in there for a while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I guess uh, before I say my favorite, I'll kind of explain so basically each of the chambers is dedicated to like maybe a certain body part or mm-hmm. like a certain um discipline, ad- discipline. i guess philosophy yeah. maybe it's like yeah like one yeah one word. for legs one for head mm-hmm. one for arms and then you know like so on and so forth right um i don't know what my favorite is do, uh, do you have one that sticks out i think uh, i know your favorite um as, as kind of silly as it was i kind of liked the kicking one a lot okay the kicking oh you mean okay so, the- so basically what happens is uh there are clay pots hanging and there's a ring of fire in front of them. And so the reason why I like this is because you get it when you see that visual. Like, oh, why is there a ring of fire? Because what happens is, like, when you kick the clay pot, like, on the other end, you can't leave your foot there. It's yeah. got to come out right. Yes, so, like, you have to do a jumping kick. Yeah, so basically... Jumping double kick. Yeah, one of the things I like about this movie is, like, it, there's a lot of showing without visu- without verbally telling us. Like, I got it. Like, I saw that, and I saw the kick, and I was like, oh fire he's got to pull his leg out really quick they are building uh uh, um, precision and speed with with this whole scene and i like that i was like oh wow they they told me a lot Mm -hmm. without without having to without having to verbally tell me if you ever want to be a martial artist (laughs) just fucking watch this movie and do everything they do in the movie oh wait i I thought i thought you learned martial arts by waxing cars (laughs) for me my least favorite one was the head what they have to do is there are large bags of sand uh, hanging like in multiple rows and multiple mm-hmm. columns and they just have to go from one end to the other headbutting the bags of sand and then when they get to the end they have to light incense and do it all over again i can but see why that would be your least it's favorite. silly it's but uh, it, it comes across a little too silly as, when i saw it as a wrestler in mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. I see that as incredibly important and really? as much important as any other Why fucking so? workout. It doesn't just condition the head. It, it conditions the neck. Oh, it conditions the jaw. Mm-hmm. It conditions any facial muscles but and also um, upper shoulders, which are very important for posture, for making sure that your... Um, your neck or your head doesn't get injured as much oh interesting so any martial artist knows that when you are fighting if you get an upper hand on the neck on the head 
you will lose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The idea is that if you can snap that fucking neck down, uh-huh. get it right. low, right. get them confused, if they're not strong in that area, right. the rest of the body fails. It's the same concept if you fucking yeah. punch them in the mouth, mm-hmm. they all of a sudden are discombobulated and they have no idea what's going on. If you can take that, if you're strong enough, if all those muscles are active and you can continuously like take those hits and that pressure, that endurance, you will be okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that what that's what that training is for. Uh, for a movie... And seeing the visual and how they displayed it of guys j- jumping and headbutting right. the sandbags <laughs> and then getting dizzy and falling downstairs, like it, it was a little too comical. Imagine someone who has never done that before, just smacking your head against something hard. That's true. For the first uh, time ever. Yeah. I've never done that. I'm, I'm probably going to fall on my ass too. Like I was a little concerned with their form of conditioning in this montage where it was, oh, you have to literally suffer... Uh, for a while before you get better with things and like i know that's a way of doing it that's a very traditional martial arts kind yeah, of mentality yeah, like, though right I, right I, it's a little it was a little too extreme for me sprinkled with some yeah. spice and like flavor when, like when they're doing the pole work you know like um, the pole work uh, with the bow staff oh like, i, I bum, like that part. Well, well because if they would go too high or too low mm-hmm. their wrists would kind of yes get you mean the pinwheels um gordon uh, all the monks have to uh mm-hmm. spin a uh a bow staff in a circular motion so they can spin a pinwheel on the other side of the bow staff. But next to their forearms are... Well, above like, and below. Yeah, spikes. Yes. You know, like, so you can't go too high. You can't make your motions too right. quick mm-hmm. or too wide. You have to... Or, form. Yeah, it's all about form. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, you know, like, otherwise you're just going to be cutting yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that's a really neat mm-hmm. contraption. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's neat. For me personally, I was like, this is a little too much. But okay, sure. For for, for a movie. It's funny that you say that. For me, I was like, that's the perfect fucking exercise. (laughs) Like, yes. You're going to build that now. I'm doing that. Like... I mean, the Chinese uh, staff is something that's like, you know, like that kind of circular motion is something that's used a lot in wushu um, mm. uh, tournaments. So I, I see a lot of like historical um, uh, significance to some, some that kind of motion. Well, I'm talking about in general, how there are a lot of cases where like, we're, st- we're doing strength training. Oh, but if you fuck up, you get stabbed. <laughs> or you, or you I get lift cut. things up and I put them blood. down. Yeah. <laughs> a little too extreme for me, but right. you know, for dramatic movie purposes, yeah, it, it works. I right. My favorite chamber of all was, I think, was it immediately after the water buckets? Uh, was the bell. Yes. That is by far my favorite. Um, that was right. Because I don't know if that's real. I, can, I don't know if Gordon Liu's actually doing that. Hmm. Because in yeah. order for that... Okay, let's set this up. Uh, Gordon Liu has to go into a room. He has to hold a bamboo staff. Uh, a kind of a bendy long bamboo mm-hmm. staff, but the end is weighted. Yes. yes. It, uh, in the dub that I listened to recently, it said 15 pounds. <laughs> oh, actually, mine didn't have they didn't a say specific anything. weight yet. Oh, it just no, said weight neither did mine. Mm-hmm. We watched the same dub. I don't know what you were talking about. Yeah, they, I you, wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine holding a, uh, I believe it was 10 feet. It was probably more than that. Right. Just from, well, they maybe said mm-hmm. 10 feet. Right. But just from what I saw, mm-hmm. uh, what he was holding, it was easily like 16 to 18 feet. 
people don't realize how long that is right. until you're confronted with something that you have to lift and it's that far yeah. away. And yeah. he's required to lift it with one hand. One yes. hand, yes. And the yeah. you, um, you can see visibly. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's all makeup and everything, yeah, but yeah. you know, like they apply purple to his wrist to, to make show. it seem like he's bruising. Right, he's right. Holding so basically, what happens is the elder monk tells him, "Oh, just ring the bell anytime." I, you know, like, hit the wood. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, it's like, what's he tapping there? Uh, Is it, it's... It's like he's, a wooden... he's tapping his wood. Yeah, he's tapping his wood. I don't know. He's just stroking his wood. Oh, yes, yes. He's like, anytime I I stroke, <laughs> you stroke. <laughs> They're gonna climax at yeah. the same time. That's with, the idea. With martial arts, ladies wood. and gentlemen. <laughs> but it's right. So he's he's just banging on some sort of object, and it's like it. The idea is, anytime I hit this thing, you hit the bell, and this is a giant bell. But the idea is like he's holding on to this bamboo staff, which is you know like we Weighted. said before, it's weighted and it's because of the lever it, it, it's so long it's so hard to manage it, it's obviously a strain on the wrist he's holding it where all the weight is resting on his complete yeah I, uh mm-hmm. elbow forearm and palm mm-hmm. uh where all of his muscles are and yes. where he can actually control it the mm-hmm. most in that sense right so watching this and you you see the way that that thing bends the way that that thing ripples you know the way that it moves it looks too convincing. Well, I, I think it probably would have had more up and down movement if he really was doing it. It did. It did though. I don't. Well, uh, I can't attest because I don't. <laughs> I don't. Rem- I don't remember looking at that part. Right. I. I feel I just assumed that there either the weight was not real or there was wire assistance. Okay, maybe there was, but it, they definitely sold it to me yeah, at least. No, like, it looked, I, I, it I love this. I it love this good. chamber it's because good. it was so realistic to me. I'm like, damn, Gordon Liu has a lot of wrist strength. So Gordon Liu, a little backstory behind him, the, our lead um, performer in this movie. Um, he learned uh, Hanka, which is actually what the, the style of this this martial art is in this movie. But then uh, Lao Galeong, which is the director of this movie, he brought on um, Gordon Liu into this movie. He's like, hey, you want to come on board? And he's like, not really. I don't yeah. want to do this movie at all. And then Gordon Liu kind of got suckered into it. Like, it was like long term of events, he, he got he got casted into like the, the leading role of this movie. Uh, through a chain of events. Not a bad gig for him in the long end. Hell no. This is his first leading role, by the way. Really? Yeah. yeah. I guess we just really quick, we should mention probably what most American viewers know him from. Uh, King Kill Bill? Yeah. Played Pai Mei, but in a previous movie, he fought Pai Mei. There are some parallels uh, for Gordon Liu when it comes to the, the character in the movie and then, then him in real life. So like, I think it's very important that... like. Uh, like analyzing him, his character in the movie, like he actually knows the martial art. So like I, I'm not to discredit him and say that he's not a martial artist. You know, like, I think he's a comparable, like a competent martial artist. You lost your train of thought. It's I okay. did. It's, it's okay. It's, it's all the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, okay. Well, I mean, like that. So that can bring us to our actual next fight scene, right? Well, okay. Uh, we wrapped up our favorites and everything. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't matter because there's so many of these chambers and everything. And honestly, obviously, and we don't even see all 35. We don't like no. that's that, which is fine, you mm-hmm. know, because I think it's it's it sells it sells itself. You know, when yeah. we we, okay, like, like, we we get it. He, he's not really a prodigy in the sense that like he just knows everything, but like he's he's dedicated. He, yeah, he's so dedicated he's, and very determined. Yeah, yeah. So like again, well, that mm-hmm. shows in the next fight scene actually. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, the first time our character is actually kind of humbled because we're, we show, we're being shown that 
he is progressing so fast mm -hmm. through each of these chambers, uh, mm -hmm. more so than the other uh, students, the other monks there. Right. So uh, Gordon Liu is given the option of heading any of the chambers. Yes. He's, he's given the option, but someone who we can basically assume that he's jealous you know of, of gordon Liu's well, ability he's also uh, like to climb the ladder so quickly he's also his like elder he's he's kind of the one who's always kind of questioning like what what they're allowing gordon right. Liu to be able to do yes yeah yeah and so this is the first time i'll just go back and say it, like the first time gordon Liu gets like kind of uh humbled well not the first time like this is kind of where like well, we get to see him kind of um realize like oh like he's doing great but he's not the best he can't get his own chamber because he has to fight this other monk right. and we get uh, a really great weapons duel that's mm -hmm. told in yes. three parts yes uh, he wields two swords but he's obviously very skilled with these swords so he's obviously besting gordon Liu in every scenario mm -hmm. right so just just to elaborate a little bit mm -hmm. like the first fight is like two swords versus mm -hmm. gordon Liu with a bow staff bow staff yeah and mm -hmm. like gordon Liu, like you've seen him like excel like throughout this whole quote-unquote montage right and he's really good and uh, you you saw that when he did the chamber with the bow staff he's, right. he's pretty good um, and it's really interesting because what ha what's happening is the, um, the elder monk or the senior monk, uh, they're fighting and he is not, um, he's not physically harming him, but he's tapping him yes. in a way like with like, like, the dull, yeah. like with the dull ed edges of his swords to yeah. show that I got you mm -hmm. like, like I can hit you, but I'm not physically hurting you. Mm, and right. he's like, he's do he's doing this with the, when he's fighting, uh, Gordon Leo with the bow staff and eventually he disarms him, mm -hmm. and Gordon Liu is shocked. Right. Because in yeah, a, he in, mastered 35 chambers, yeah, and he, he, he can't did beat it, this guy. Yeah, he did yeah. it in a few years, and like you, the audience, too, you're like, whoa, okay. like He's okay. good, but like he's not that good yet. Yeah. He's like, I need to go back and train some more. True. Here, he's like, I realize that I'm not worthy yeah. yet. Yes, yes. He, yes. He's not, like, arrogant about yes. it. Yeah, he yeah, understands yeah. what's yeah. happening. You know, that's, that's great because when he loses him to uh, this guy the first time, mm -hmm. he's he's humble about it. He's like, yeah. you know, I admit defeat. Like, I know that I'm not yeah. better than you. You see the character change. Which is great. Like, yeah, that's the great Lewis. thing that, about that, martial arts right. in that's general. What, that's what made him start, that's what made me start to, like, like him. Root more. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah like, uh, even, even the supposed enemy, you know, the guy who's, like, besting him in this competition he's not doing it as a braggart thing like he's exactly, just like yeah. he well, actually you, yeah, wants you the... exactly you find out that that's not the case at all exactly it, it's yeah. almost like you become gordon lou mm -hmm. and you kind of still think from the outsider perspective and you're like oh this motherfucker is just jealous and then when you realize like when he actually concedes to mm -hmm. the fight yeah. at the end where he becomes like okay you are worthy Mm -hmm. to be fucking head of a and, chamber. Right, any chamber. Right, and then right. everybody is just so accepting and acknowledgeable of what's happening in every single fucking way. Um, you realize that, okay, all these guys are actually very fucking chill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Gordon Liu, um, he himself has said that his favorite weapons to use, because he you know, obviously is a martial artist who, who's trained in uh, um, uh, Hong Ka in real life, um, he his favorite weapons are the hard weapons you know like hard as in like a staff you know something that's like rigid but the role required him to learn the three pole um three, three pole staff with uh the um yes. the triple iron which i've called the three iron which is <laughs> <laughs> completely wrong um well, before you go into that fight though, I, just, I just want to elaborate mm -hmm. so he loses he loses the fight yes and we get this 
great sequence, which mm -hmm. is what I love, is he has this, um, and you'll just have to remind me of the name of the weapon. It has a crescent blade. A monk again. spade. He, so he's training with a monk spade, like mm -hmm. by himself in this kind of small little bamboo forest. And he is mentally imagining uh, how he can defeat uh, dual wielding swords mm -hmm. with this monk spade. Yeah. And it's great because he is practicing alone, mm -hmm. and then it cuts to him imagining, uh, like, disarming the other guy right. with this monk spade. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, this is him going through the motions, mm -hmm. this is him trying to mentally prepare. And it's great because when it gets to the second, uh, the sec, uh, part two of his fight, uh, even though he he had this uh, positive outcome of him disarming him, right. the guy is still too skilled. Yes. And even though he's using these kind of twisting motions with the monk spade to potentially disarm him, the guy is still knows how to uh, kind of like uh, like twist or rotate his wrists in a way so he yes. doesn't lose the swords. Right. And you're just like, holy shit. Because you almost saw like, okay, now he's going to defeat him and this is going to be it. Right. I like the way that this movie framed it. Like he planted his head. Oh, this is how we're going to take him out. But that's not how it happened at all. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, he kicked my ass anyways. Right. Because he's clearly more skilled. The reason why like this movie like really featured nun like, a three-pole staff is because, you know, like nunchucks were popular after Bruce Lee's passing hmm, okay. or, or, or his popularity. Well, I, I so, will say, though, regardless of that, though, it is the weapon that works. It's a weapon that's fluid, that um, the, the enemy can't predict as much as mm -hmm. you can predict. Like, well, we're, that's actually, how he gets the best we're, we're yeah. actually shown that, what mm -hmm. you just said, too, because he... Uh, technically in this universe this weapon doesn't exist yeah what happens is he is he training yeah. he's training in this small bamboo forest again and he cuts a bamboo piece of bamboo immediately very quickly mm. it comes down almost crashing on his head and he blocks it mm. and he kind of you know he gets a thought in his head he cuts another piece and then another piece slams down mm -hmm. and he realizes like oh like it's not uh, like like if he were to just strike with a piece like with a long piece of bamboo, that's it. There's nowhere uh, there's nowhere else for that uh, bamboo to go. But what he has just realized and what we have been visually shown is uh, it can bend now. Yeah, it right. It can kind of yes. bend around, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he, he it's a great shot. He grabs like this piece of bamboo. It's got all the leaves and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then in the next shot, you see him with like the modified weapon, yeah. and mm -hmm. you're like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" Yeah, that's not really cool. not to shit on what you said, but mm -hmm. basically, odd numbers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a weapon that's like it, it can move in any specific way, and I like that. Like he he actually takes that this guy out because like he he's inventive and he's very creative with his approaches and. He can adapt to any situation, which is essentially what martial arts should be. You know, like right. you, you adapt to any situation. He's uh, using it in a way to um, kind of disarm the guy, to kind of lock up his hands because of, if you think about it, um, it's it's a bow that's cut up into three parts, mm -hmm. but he holds it almost, uh, like, how would you say he holds it? Like, not like nunchucks, like, uh, he's double, he's double a, fisting. It's a Z. Double fisting. Yeah, he's double fisting, but yes, like, they're, they're connected, so he can yes. kind of lock up the arm once yeah. uh, you crisscross right. uh, the, the two ends. Mm -hmm. He's able to kind of tap him, and right. the guy knows, he's like, oh, he's like, that's good. Right. I'm still holding my swords. Mm -hmm. And it's great how apologetic mm -hmm. Gordon Liu's character is, too, because he's not, he's not cocky mm -hmm. when he does get hits off him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did that, you know, did that hurt? Right. And the guy's like, no, 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 it's okay. It, right. It's good. He's like, because it, he understands, like, 
yes, you're learning, you're you're getting it, and you're right. and you are besting me. Right, right. You know, like the the rival character or the one who's fighting him this entire time. He's you know he he's coming from a good place. You know, you discover that when he 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 accepts the feat at the end, he's just like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine. He's he's proven to himself that he's worthy of taking any chamber. But Gordon Liu decides. I don't want to head any chamber. I'm gonna make my own chamber. What a fucking dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So, so the first I'll say the first time I saw this movie, mm-hmm. this is the first time I saw this movie, mm-hmm. and in my mind I was like, when once they revealed he has to go to chambers, I was like, oh cool. He said he wants to go to the top. Oh, is he gonna go to 36? Uh-huh. He's going to 35. Wait, where does 36 fall into place? So and then the you whole... remember the title of the movie. Exactly. Mind so, blown. It, right. So once he said he wants to form a 36, I was just like. Ah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> and then zero came. Yes. <laughs> because he wants to establish a 36th chamber because he's outranked everyone, like you right. said. Um, he you know, he gets ousted and he's like, "Oh, you can't you can't stay here anymore." As punishment for even suggesting that we teach Shaolin uh, kung fu to anyone else outside, outside. To, the, to the layman. To say. the layman, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, like as punishment, you have to leave the monastery um, for whatever amount of time, which doesn't even matter because in, he leaves. In my version, they mm-hmm. said uh, you have to make a collection and you cannot come back until right. the book is mm, right. And it's that Same coy fucking attitude where it's like that acceptance, and where it's um, like, I know what you're thinking, <laughs> I like what you're thinking, but I can't right. acknowledge it. Right, you were gonna go do that. Yeah. Go do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Is, is that what they were implying? Pretty much. I wasn't sure, like, if them saying, oh, you have to fill this book, was that that was an, an impossible task? Go out, teach martial arts, be... Is that what they're implying? See, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't no, I was a little confused here. It's because may, like, maybe that's my pers- smile on his face. It's No, that's what I'm saying. Zero was so invested into the montage oh yeah or yeah. like oh, the so. monastery that he forgot that first <laughs> third of the movie even happened yeah i was telling the will off camera like uh i almost forgot the original story existed because right yes. yeah the montage is really engaging and it happens for so long when he finally goes to the real world i was like oh right 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 right, right. There's, <laughs> there's a there's, reason why he went yeah. there and it i got a little confused pacing wise because I didn't know what point at the movie we were, cause, I, cause I, yeah, like I knew we were getting towards the end, but, it, but I was like, is it the end, like in the next twenty minutes? Like, mm-hmm. is is this now the final third act? Right. I was a little confused, like pacing wise. Right. So it was, uh, I was just, I was just like, okay, what's happening now? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong for for the both of your you in terms of your opinions, but I, these three kind of blend together when it comes to the significance of these. Uh, I would say uh, no. I would say no? the first guy should have been the most significant because yes. he's the one who yes. is I, responsible I for the death okay. of his father. Yeah, okay. Uh, right, right. Like the literal death of his father, even though you mm-hmm. don't see it minus the like the chest hit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the one responsible. So that's why I was confused because uh, when he does take him down, I almost kind of thought the movie was going to end. The first fight out of, out of the monastery mm-hmm. is definitely the most uh highlighted out of all of them it's the best showcase of his abilities because they have complete 100 percent application f- uh of what he learned in the monastery yeah. i was afraid that when they were going to show him uh, implementing the moves he learned at the monastery 
I was uh, I was concerned that they were gonna cut to uh, scenes or footages of him yeah. doing the moves again, yeah. like we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's it, it's good because they don't. Yeah, it's not patronizing. Uh, uh, he's fighting the uh, second command, mm-hmm. uh, who, the guy who killed his father. As he's taking, he's fighting him hand to hand. There are two of his he- the the goons who are to to his left and right, and they have shurikens or knives in their hands. <laughs> We'll just call them knives. They're, they're darts. God, they're you're darts. so racist. Yeah, yeah, I really am. They're darts. <laughs> it, it's a throwback to one of the one of the obstacles that he had to master when he was in the monastery. And like every single instance where um, he learned something from the monastery came back into play in this scenario. There's that little glitter, that little glimmer in his eye. That like implies that like uh, oh, he, was, he sees it. I was not a fan of the glimmer in his eye personally, but <laughs> if you know he what? had glitter in his eye, he'd be fucking crying. <laughs> yes, but you know what though, <laughs> it it works for the scene because it is the visual cue, in addition to the cheesy sound effects. Uh, but I, I'll you know this is a seventies right. movie, so whoop, I, whoop, I, whoop, whoop. I can let that. When slide. you fucking Zoidberg? Yeah. No, that was the sound. <laughs> He uh, he bests the uh, the guy who killed his father, but because he's a monk, he swears that he's not going to be the one responsible for the death of. But one of the random people who are also rebel, who is also a rebel, appears. Uh, he's like, "If you're not going to kill him, I, I will." Uh, <laughs> that, that's like one of the funniest parts of the movie. It's like, yes, yeah, satisfaction for revenge, motherfucker. Yeah, because literally, he grabs the the sword out of Gordon Liu's hand. <laughs> And starts slicing at the guy. Right. And he's like, I'm going to cut you a thousand times. And it cuts to a wide shot of Gordon Liu just standing there, like... Just accepting it. Yeah, he, like, he's kind of looking down like, uh, this, she's like, shit, this is happening. While this guy is literally hacking just away. butchering him. Yes. <laughs> right. And I almost thought it was going to literally hold it there because he said a thousand times. It, it could be a gif. We can probably make oh, this into a gif. Oh, my God, yes. It's just like yes. a non- nonstop image <laughs> of him right. just sla- hacking away at him. So, little- so just going back to what I was saying before, like I was mm-hmm. a little confused with where this movie was going to end. Right. I almost thought that this was going to be it because for me, mm-hmm. he was the more important villain because he killed his father. Mm-hmm. He, they achieved uh, in in getting the revenge, so I kind of thought like, oh, maybe the movie can actually end here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the last couple of fight sequences are kind of uh, it, like intermittently sliced in with uh, him meeting a bunch of people who are relatively inconsequential to the plot, which eventually, like the, all these people are tied in with uh, who, uh, like his disciples, I guess. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was almost like building a new army because he realized, like, okay, maybe I can't do this by myself. Right, right. But, but then he realized really he can do it by himself. Yeah. <laughs> There's a blacksmith scene fight before, let's call it the final scene fight, yes. um, where he basically gets fed up with um, it's like a the Manchu government. Yes. yes. And the he's like, me. fuck you. I'm strong because I. I'm a blacksmith, and I've been hammering away at this shit, and I can fuck you up easily. As he's a blacksmith, he literally takes out the hammer. It's a long hammer, mind mm-hmm. you. And uh, he begins swinging it around, mm-hmm. like, in a circular motion to where, like, you you know he's not going to hit anyone. Right. You know, like, that move does not work at all. Like, right. it could have hit... It, it could hit one person and knock them out, but... Well, he's holding it by the end of the, the hammer. Or like, literally at the end of right. the hammer, which has no leverage. And it's a long, like, railroad hammer. Yes. Let's, let's say. So, mm-hmm. 
it, its effectiveness in how he's holding it mm-hmm. is is literally ineffective. Right. Until uh, Gordon Liu's character comes and he whispers in his ear something. Uh, in the in the Canto version, it's actually inaudible. Like mm-hmm. he and there is no subtitles because they're implying like, oh, what did he say? Mm-hmm. What did he say? And then suddenly he's able to defeat him because mm-hmm. he chokes up on on the handle. <laughs> <laughs> So Hammer Guy beats him, but he he's like he's so enamored with Gordon Liu with his advice to his choke advice, up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh my god, teach me. And then other guy, like another guy, he's just like he's a dick. He's like, oh yeah, um, I'm you know, like, I don't believe you when you say that you're a Shaolin master. And then he gets his ass handed mm-hmm. to him like a thousand times mm-hmm. without really getting his ass handed to him. Again, another exp- uh, display of oh, Gordon Liu, the guy with the fucking bamboo stick. Yes, yes. yeah. Uh, another display of Gordon Liu. What a cunt. Prowess. Yeah, yeah he guy, was. That guy I, was a dick. We're essentially showing that uh, Gordon Liu is uh, equipping people to his cause. To be fair with the movie, like I can understand as a Westerner watching this movie, you're thinking, who the fuck are these people? Why does it matter? Because in the well, next scene, we I get did, introduced. I didn't think that until the, end, until the end of the movie because then, then I thought like, oh, well, I guess they just didn't really serve too mm. much of significance. The only thing that was a little disappointing is like it seemed like these guys were kind of masters at something, mm-hmm. but it doesn't pay off later. Right. Like he was like he kept on talking about he's good at legs. He right. does leg day, and then we <laughs> never get to see it. The prominent reason why these characters are even included in this movie is because those characters are supposedly historical figures. Mm-hmm. So like they don't, really don't have any bearing on the plot because honestly, you could just skip from the moment he leaves the monastery to the last boss battle historical significance exactly because those characters actually played different characters in uh, previous movies in Shaw Brothers movies they're not they're not used yeah they're not used at all like Mm -hmm. it's not until the ending shot of the movie exactly you realize oh they're all here yeah like who cares though he wasn't just recruiting people like they did kind of have a personality Mm -hmm. like uh, that's me like giving a lot of leniency right right so Mm -hmm. I do like the next fight a little bit. Um, I like I, I like this I think one a lot. You like yeah. this one especially. I, like, yeah. I do like this one a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, what happens is there is kind of a showdown in front of like the general's like headquarters next to the rice mill mm-hmm. where one of the recruits are. Another one of his uh, the general's right hand mans is part of this. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I like this fight a lot because um, it uh, it compared to stuff I completed out before, it doesn't logistically work. Because it's one man versus Gordon Liu. Gordon Liu, yeah, versus a lot. So he is the one main person he's fighting uh, is 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 another general. But in addition, there are the general's bodyguards who have uh, these uh, spears, uh, these long spear bow staffs with the lanterns on. But I think I think the reason why I like this uh, fight so much is because uh, yes, the logistics doesn't work. There are many many times where. His back is to people with spears, and they probably should have been stabbing right. him. But it's okay because the uh, the choreography is moving in such a way that he is fighting the general, and then any time they need to kind of break up, um, they will have one of one or two of the guards come in, and they will have them swipe mm-hmm. with the spears, and right. it keeps on breaking things up and making things interesting mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the fight. And it's great because the frame. And the composition is constantly filled. Mm-hmm. So it never feels like there's a waste of space with True. what you're seeing. True. You know, yes. there's, there's constantly yeah. stuff mm-hmm. all around you because it is also a crowd. Yeah. yeah. But um, while the pacing is a little bit slow with some of the movements, mm. uh, we because of this, we get to see all the movements mm. very clear. Right. And it, it's all happening like one after the other, like uh, like 
you have the fight with the with the one guy, then you have the fight with the guards with the spears. It, it's great. I really really like. Right. I mean, like like obviously because this movie's older and like they don't they obviously cut corners in specific aspects where they needed to like you still see some spearmen in the background going yeah yeah you can see yeah. pe- you can see people yeah. waiting their turn every every yeah. now and then. right but, right but, but you know it, what it's like, not distracting exactly it is not distracting but it feels comfortable in the sense that like oh they're waiting their turn because they don't want to stab their brethren i was just gonna say that <laughs> yes. was actually a good thing that yes. i that i kind of realized he was like oh he's right there like sure they can probably try to stab at him but later on what you're gonna find out like they could have potentially stabbed yes. the general yes. character well one of the or well, like the lesser of the general but yeah, yeah I mean, exactly I yeah. yeah but there's uh, i just want to say one more uh before i wrap this up there's this great <laughs> shot where gordon liu literally dodges uh like uh spear attacks from it's probably like six to six to seven people mm-hmm. he weaves in and out of them Mm-hmm. until he's so close mm-hmm. and then they're all he's like in the middle of a triangle where they all missed him mm-hmm. there was a potential for these uh you know these goons these henchmen mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to potentially stab uh mm-hmm. this guy he's fighting because that's exactly what happened yeah. he uses it to his advantage that there are other people trying to attack him right and he lift he kind of uh, outmaneuvers him and kind of gets him in the move where he lifts him up mm-hmm. and like four spears end up stabbing yes. <laughs> uh, you know their own once the main bad guys defeated the all the other minions are dead yeah, yeah. and like they it, all it's like disperse. a lord of the rings uh kind of thing where like where the big baddie dies and all the orcs in the in the crowd just kind of like, like they all dust from, yeah this turns dust yeah, you exactly. lost everybody in this yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right like oh right god now. i'm such a nerd his only challenge now is to take on the general yeah the and, last, you know, the last like, guy i know initially you didn't like this fight you know like because yeah okay we set it up as um uh gordon Liu. he takes with with his disciples help they they ambush the general mm. um they just throw they um, dump rice flour, flour on, on them <laughs> yeah. right they throw flour on them so only the general hold on, is hold capable. on hold on hold on it's rice flour with actual whole grains of rice. <laughs> Just rice, yeah. So it's a little thicker. All right, fine. Yeah. You, you got in their eyes and everything. So, I, I kind of felt bad because I think yeah. they really did that, and I think there is no like animal well, humane society. I, I, yeah, so no, the no. horses really had to run through with right, like, yeah. flour and the rice in their eyes. I, I felt bad for the horses. Like, yeah, that's people. what I'm saying. Yeah, fuck I felt, those people. I felt bad for the horses, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the general is the only one who's in, he's like not affected, yeah. so he so, chases after Gordon Liu. Yeah, so he gets they, away, mm-hmm. and they he conveniently rides to the last set piece, which is mountainsides. <laughs> yeah, the the same they end up at the same hillside in Hong Kong, which obviously was where they filmed the same hillside. Police story, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> definitely the same hill where they film every end fight scene in every yeah. Hong Kong movie because. Right. You know, like it's the only paved road that they ever <laughs> built, and uh, it's it's such a shame uh, for me because there actually is some really nice cinematography in mm-hmm. some of the shots where you see yeah. the hills and you see the it's the, typical the things like behind. Wuxia, fucking yeah. wide shots, but, like beautiful scenery. But the, the problem yeah. is, I've kind of seen this shot before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we always see like the kind of the final showdown mm-hmm. where they're in the hills. Yeah, and, um, you've definitely seen this. Before. Yeah, like, that, like, so that's why it was a little unfortunate for me. But, right, but like this is the obviously the 
the ultimate fight of the whole movie where he takes it, everything that he learned from the entire movie to mm. take on the bad guy. I think that's why I was a little disappointed with this fight because mm. I've seen the bow, the triple bow staff before. Mm. And for me personally, I don't think they did anything too unique with it. Mm -hmm differently to defeat him mm. it was okay it was okay like there are some they, it did show a little more uh, a little more versatility right uh, with the bow staff how it was wrapping around to like kind of hit him over the head and on the back i would show right. like the e it, it showed like the too, ease yeah. of how he was actually counter-attacking him yeah like it didn't take much effort exactly right. like yeah. he was much more superior yeah um in his style mm -hmm. or in his weapon right mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and, right. and that's and that's why it's a little disappointing for me personally is because like you know usually you want the last fight to be right. like the best one at least right. for me that's how i always no, that's want fair, it though. but a lot of times for me it kind of never happens i mean like I, I i wouldn't say that he's op he's just enough of uh well, he a just, challenge he, to the villain right. that he's like the villains like, like what the what? villain like oh. he's putting up a fight yeah. but you you can he's you can calm. tell yeah there's he, a demeanor about yeah. him where he's like he's not straining enough where he wants to fuck him up right where he's not angry he there he's not in the train of thought of revenge he can defeat this general without any problem, but he wants to almost teach him a lesson mm. as he's defeating him. Right. As he's defeating him. Right. How does he defeat him? He whacks him with the stick. No. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, yes, it's yes. The... He... <laughs> he headbutts him in the gut, which causes the, uh, the loss of uh, frames of the film. <laughs> 12 frames <laughs> yeah. per second yeah like, uh, so we get like a freeze frame when he does this it immediately so then after that he lifts him with his head which tosses him over his body <laughs> and then we lose even more frames and it cuts to the very end of the movie oh my god i actually I, forgot about that i thought something was wrong with the video oh <laughs> that's god. how the fight scene ends literally the next frame of that yeah. is hey, him like it, in the next cutscene. remember that chamber that you guys did not care about Mm -hmm. uh -huh. headbutt motherfucker yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it comes back it comes yeah. back yeah. but uh it, right in the nuts mind you <laughs> it, it is so abrupt in the movement and the cut right you really do question especially for someone who's mm -hmm. never seen this before right did did something happen with the film did <laughs> did something happen with the video did i buffer yeah. like, like, <laughs> like what what happened right buffer. but and but that's like the we're literally at the end of the movie now like he is now the, the student has become the teacher, literally. He is now um, all these uh, all these people he was recruiting in this last third act. They are now his students, and right. he is teaching him uh, Shaolin Kung Fu. And that's it. And that is it. Yeah, that is it. That's how you end a Shaw Brothers era movie. Oh, without, yeah. without showing any without, credits either. <laughs> you, I mean, because because in the opening montage sequence, when you see them performing the kung fu, yes. that's when you show all the credits. Right. If you ever look at like old old movies, mm -hmm. you'll notice the credits are really really fast. Mm -hmm. It's because they didn't have to give everyone who worked on the movie credit mm. yeah so mm. that's why they're so small and that's right. probably was happening at the time uh, I, the see, I too. see so uh that is the uh 36 chamber uh, 36th chamber of <laughs> shaolin not to be confused with 36 chambers of shaolin which is mm. the album 
Hmm. I'm going to leave Zero's opinion for last because this is your first outing for watching this movie, right? Sure. So mm. I'll let me and Mark talk first because so we've will. seen this before. It still holds up. Um, I, I can see how it's an extremely important turning point for kung fu movies. Um, it's different. It's different in a way that's unique. You watch a movie, a kung fu movie, to watch something that's has a lot of choreography, a lot of like special uh, flips and acrobatics and, and uh, impressive stunts, stunt work. But this movie isn't really focused on that. It's all about the montage. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that actually is the highlight of the movie. Um, you can pretty much start th 30 minutes into the movie and then stop an hour later and still enjoy the movie. I'll say, uh, I can recall a movie that does that where the montage is elongated into almost a real time like the whole movie yeah right. yeah like i i really can't think of one off the right. top of my head or is there one can you guys think of one because i, 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 I can talk can't. about the sequels but they're not good well, no, I, I mean this sort of sequence where oh. you see that where the the training montage is mm -hmm. literally elongated to a large chunk of the movie uh, if you're seeing it for the first time, uh, it's very unique and it's very refreshing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, is that your thought? Uh, yeah. Hand to zero. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. So yeah. So I'm a little conflicted. Really? Okay. Because and, and let me just elaborate. Mm -hmm. So uh, I actually really like this movie. I was yes. afraid. I, yeah. I, I, was, I, was, I was afraid. I was afraid. Not concerned, I wasn't. but like I was yeah, curious. I was afraid I wasn't because. You know, when you see, as I mentioned earlier, when you see like modern day sort of things and you go back to the originals, you can have an appreciation, but maybe you might not like it right. in a sense. Because, yes, you know, like it's hard to go backwards sometimes. Um, and I did mention, yes, uh, the pacing of the fights was a little slower, but the choreography is still very good. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. If I. I mean, I'm not going to do this, but in my head, I was almost thinking like, oh, maybe I would just speed things up digitally in certain phrase, in certain spaces to like appease my current taste. Right. Um, I, I'm a little worried because uh, we look uh, at uh, fight scenes now a little more detailed. Mm -hmm. And so right. I think that's why I have a, an appreciation for this movie. Uh, I was watching this on the train. Mm -hmm. And I noticed a young guy standing next to me, definitely a teenager. And I was curious to see if he was going to watch mm -hmm. what I was like, look over my shoulder. Right, right. And if he would stay engaged. Yeah. And I what because I was only watching the fight scenes on mm -hmm. the way here. Right. And he did start looking over my shoulder. And then I noticed he stopped looking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm curious if mm -hmm. like maybe I'm curious, like. Does he have any knowledge of martial arts movies? Like, is he only watching current day? Right. And is he seeing this older film? And is he now like, uh, no, no. This yeah, isn't it movie. might be the age of the it, movie. It's to go off what Zero was saying. I actually saw people watching over my shoulder, hmm. watching this film, and it was mostly a more older uh, generation. Kind of. Would you say older than you, or I would say older than me. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. And cool. they were enjoying. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. What I was watching, and just kind of consistently, I was, right. I was looking at it, and I was kind of watching in my peripherals, and I was like, okay, 
Yeah, like, they fucking understand what's going on here. Right. But when you're introduced as a youth mm-hmm. to something that's so fucking rapid-paced. Right. And you have no context in what, uh, where, where it all comes from. I actually think, as I was watching, like, I saw a smirk here, I saw a smile there, like, mm-hmm. it was like, it was okay. Good. Yeah. That's definitely a generational thing, yeah. I think. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I was a little concerned if uh, if I would or wouldn't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did like this a lot. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised. It I, because, I'm actually uh, very happy to hear yeah, that. Because, yeah, because uh, if you uh, like martial arts films and you've never seen this before mm-hmm. and you're afraid of going backwards, actually, this is actually pretty good. Right. Uh, you might be a little confused with the story structure because, uh, as we've mentioned many times, there is a very, very long montage right dead center in the movie. It's an hour long. <laughs> yes. Um, and then when you get out of it, you might have forgotten, like myself, that the there... the fuck is this there, plot? Yeah, there was other plot going on that they now are wrapping up. <laughs> oh my God, right. man shoes. All right, I got it. <laughs> when, when everyone talks about this being influential, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's because of the choreography in the martial arts. Mm-hmm. But actually, uh, you, you really are there with Gordon Liu's character. Mm-hmm. And you, like we mentioned, you like him. You start to like him because you realize how he's thinking. It's not in a sort of arrogant or right. cocky way. Like yeah. he, he's kind of being enlightened. To right. These, uh, right. These he he, he yes. becomes the like the best that he can be. Not because he's just automatically the best, but because he, like determination and like diligence. You know, like that's a good that's a good uh, yeah. moral to exactly. To yeah, he be- he becomes likable because he's doing things in like a good-hearted way. Right. Considering that will is the uh, longest viewer I've seen, of I've been this film this for a while, but yeah, yes. Right. Let's go with your opinion first. As recommend or not recommend? Uh, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't not recommend this. Like, um, I will. I will say though, like objectively speaking, if you are in for a traditional modern kung fu movie, mm. you probably want to skip this. But. If you appreciate modern, define mo- modern. Modern, as in like you the want last something twenty years modern. Tw- well, I don't have an actual uh, time frame. I will say that like if you actually want an actual kung fu movie where it's just like well, or martial arts movie where you, you see people wailing on each other, you obviously want to skip this. But like it's it's hard for me to recommend mm. that kind of this kind of movie to you if you only want some mindless violence. Or but That's I will a good say way of like, putting it yeah yeah but like I think this is. If you really appreciate martial arts in any shape or form, you should definitely watch this movie. This is such a monumental film. You know, Shaw Brothers did a, like a hundred movies a year, and then they somehow <laughs> made this masterpiece. This, this of, came out of it. Yeah, it's great. You know, uh, Lo Galeong was you know ahead of his time, and when it comes to this movie, it's so inspirational for so many people because out of all the Shaw Brothers movies, I can't imagine any other film that's more influential than this one. Very much uh, needs to be on top of your must-see list. I love the training montage, and I do this as I'm doing fucking air quotes. On a podcast, on an audio podcast. Yes, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about the plot of the fucking movie. It is about what martial arts is as a whole, as uh, in its core. Mm Mm-hmm. Not only an ethical thing, a political, uh, a moral, but a physical um, component of right. their lives. 
And you can even see that in a uh, modern perspective. Mm -hmm. um, zero. Okay. Zero. Oh, okay. I think As I a have. Uh, I think I have an interesting uh, approach to recommending this. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. I. Uh, any everything Will and Marg said, hands down. You, it, this is a very highly recommended film. I don't think you should watch the fights on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Because you know what? There is mm -hmm. a lot of story context to mm -hmm. the fights, and yes. if you're not uh, if if you watch modern martial arts and you go and watch um, the fight scenes here, you might be disappointed because you don't like the pacing, but um, you might be missing out on the um, the story, different aspects yes. behind them, or the you know the the personal uh, influence that these characters have that are motivating mm -hmm. the fights, uh, and then showing you know like we as we mentioned the long montage, you're missing out on what he learned in that montage. So. Mm -hmm. I recommend the movie as a watch. I do not recommend watching the fight I, scenes by themselves. I 100% yes. agree. Like, there's no point in watching the movies. You uh, need like, the without context. The, yes. Without the context, it's fucking shit. Yes. No, I wouldn't say shit, but, like, this, what's the point of watching it? It's you know? not as heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's weight to the plot. You know, right. like, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I want to see what happens. Yeah. Right. Um, I recommend it because where else are you going to see a bunch of uh, half-naked uh, Chinese men just walking around. Walking around shirtless, all yeah. ripped and sweaty. Besides and, Pornhub. Yeah. Well, it is Pride Month. This is the second yeah. most Chinese men I've ever seen half naked. Second most? Well, I'm going to leave it Elaborate. <laughs> no, I'm going to end the episode like yeah. this. Sure. No. <laughs> no, you're not. 